You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. share my screen and then i'll open it up we're trying to have us you know talk about things while they're already up on the page to save drew some some time like probably a lot of time honestly um 12 woj i guess uh were you up when this happened god damn no that's that's funny were you uh no no not at all but when i got up i had like my group chat with my friends i had a bunch of message and i saw i like i hadn't opened the i hadn't like show my face to the lock screen but i saw that it had like seven twitter notifications and i was like oh wow that might be it the last time that happened um i looked at my phone after a while and i had like the same thing but it was the dame trade and i was so disappointed all right let's start um all right we're here it happened. We have been, we've been wanting this for as bad as we've wanted. I think we wanted this as bad as we wanted anything since we got Harden, mm-hmm. uh, which meant Ben leaving. Um, and it 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 happened. Um, I think that there's, we we actually shockingly have a lot of positive Sixers things to talk about, but we have to start here. Um, Steve, it happened. It happened. I am thrilled with basically every single part of it. I'm thrilled that we never had to watch him on the team. Like even for this like eight game thing, like I would have hated that. Um, I am mainly just happy for James that he gets to go where he wanted to go. I am really excited for him. I know that he's been, you know, away and ramping up and ramping and ramping and ramping, but I think that now the ramp will get shorter. Um, so how do you want to do this? First of all, can you compare the feeling of this trade to the Ben for Harden trade, like for you? Because to me, they are different. This is nowhere near as exciting. I mean, with the the Ben for Harden trade was so much better in every way. I mean, for one, you know, it was getting off of Ben, which as as frustrating as Harden was it's just not comparable, right? Like Ben, Ben was years and years in the making. He was, he was, I I felt gaslit by all of his, you know, ridiculous supporters who told me that there wasn't a problem for all this time only to watch it, you know, completely unravel in such a frustrating way. You know I mean? We were at that game five together and it was Mm -hmm. hell. And I think, you know, I would have loved to be, to be wrong on Ben, but it was just such a relief to get that, discourse out of the fan base and then also to be getting Harden right we're not getting a Harden of that time here um I mean Harden was still looking really really good I know he was struggling with Brooklyn and and he he looked tired at times um but there was a lot of hope with acquiring Harden whereas here you're still 
you're getting the assets and hope, hoping you can get someone who probably still won't be as good as what you know we were hoping out of Harden. I think that it's um it, it's not it's not the kind of trade that elevates you to championship expectations like the trade to get Harden was. Yeah. And and the Ben thing was longer in terms of the war through the media in terms of like obviously we had been praying for him to improve or try at any of these things for the years that he was here. And then the Hawks trade happened and it was like, uh, I wanted him gone and then he wanted to be gone, but he still had fans on the team that wanted to force him to stay here. And men like, it was very bizarre to me, that whole argument, you know, it was like, it, it, he didn't even want to be here. Like, <laughs> like if you're such a big Ben guy, don't you want him to get what he wants? Uh, and then you get hardened and it was like, oh, immediately we have like the new star. Um, this is different. Um, I was, I, I personally wanted him to no longer be a sixer after the Celtic series, which is not to say that he didn't have good moments in that series, but I just like, I felt like yeah, there's no way for this to actually end. Actually his best moments of, as a sixer in that series. And then also his worst. <laughs> right. So it was like, I just felt like, what's the point? Like, I felt like we know how this ends with Harden. Like I've got no, I can't fool myself anymore into thinking that he's going to be somebody he hasn't been his entire career. So I was relieved when he won, when he opted in and wanted to trade and uh, all of the bullshit in between has been mainly amusing. And, uh, but I think that let's talk about value. Like, what do you think about the value here? I think that this is probably as good as you're going to do on a, Okay, she was somewhat involved, but mainly it's a one for one, like two team trade. Um, you were never getting a star straight up for Harden. There was exactly one team in the NBA that was interested in him. Um, people were like, he needs to expand his list. It's like, I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is that nobody wants him. Like, you know, like, you know, I don't think that Daryl would have cared if the Bulls wanted him and we were having a real conversation. Like, you know, he, he, nobody wanted where Harden wanted to go. I think the Clippers probably even view him as a rental in some way. Yeah. I mean, say they won't re-sign him, but all of their guys are about to become free agents. Right. Like, I, I was hopeful and optimistic that the Clippers would eventually come to the table in a real way because they just have a lot of pressure on them. And they have disappointing end after disappointing end. Now, personally, I don't think this is going to solve that. Um, but it felt like they were in on all these other guys they couldn't get. And, you know, so I love getting Covington back. I have loved that guy forever. My fiance has his uh, jersey. Um, I just love the guy. I am really excited to watch him again. You know, I haven't been watching the Clippers this year, but Zach Lowe said that he's been playing well and starting for them as Terrence Mann. Um, Nick Batoon is like a actually good, solid player. I would bet that he starts. I don't know. We can talk about that. KJ Martin, fun dunks. Marcus Morris, certainly not. Not good. I think he's done. Um, but yeah, what do you think of the return and sort of all the rest of it? Yeah, I think it's a really good return, um, especially considering how you know, little the appetite was for Harden around the league. You know, I, I agree generally with your thoughts on these guys. I am not positive in, you know, what Covington will have left over the course of an 82-game season, but I'm just happy to have him back. Um, Morris becomes salary uh, that is tradable, that is expiring, that you can 
uh, you know, right now you can't aggregate, but you will be able to on the new year. And uh, either way, we'll be able to, you know, pair with picks, um, which I think would be his his main his main value here. Um, I like Batum. I've I've always liked Batum. I think you know he probably can't play starters minutes, which isn't to say he won't start. Uh, I could really see him and Ubre splitting the three spot. Um, I wouldn't be shocked uh, just based on how you know Tucker was basically a four anyway, and Tobias has kind of been in that clunky like four with another four spot that if Covington just starts since Covington was already starting um, and they just kind of have these two, you know, really true fours out there. Um, I, I think, you know, either way, it's going to come down to how you, um, you know, divide the minutes and how many minutes a lot of these older guys we got back can really play. Uh, but, you know, I think that Batum is absolutely an upgrade over Tucker. Um, and, you know, we got two first round picks, one of which is definitely going to have some real value, which is that Clippers pick. Um, it, maybe it doesn't end up being a great pick, but I think at this time is considered to have value. Um, and I, I think KJ Martin's an exciting get. I mean, he's, you know, he's young, he's athletic, and he's shown some 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 ability. And so um, I'm definitely satisfied, you know, with the return. Uh, not just, I think, given the circumstance, I'm thrilled with the return, you know, the circumstance being that nobody really wants Harden. Um, but I'm actually, even just as value, I'm fine with it, um, even if, even in a vacuum. Um, and I think we do need to mention here that uh, the reporting is that Josh Harris sealed the deal here, mm -hmm. um, which of course involved him getting some cash from the Clippers. Um, I, I, I am glad he did. I, I wouldn't have wanted to see this drag on much longer. I think there's value towards, you know, being able to aggregate these salaries earlier, you know, like by this, by January 1st, um, based on when the trade was made and also, you know, having the new guys have time to assimilate to this roster, especially the ones who are going to be here, um, you know, and, you know, maybe not Marcus Morris who might be just use a salary and not play much, but um, you know, I think Batum and Covington and KJ Martin will all find a role and give us more bench depth. And uh, the sooner you get them in and uh, have them, you know, work with nurse, work with Embiid and Maxi, I think the better. And so um, I'm excited it happened and I'm, Looking forward to seeing these guys in Sixers uniforms. Yeah, you know, um, obviously the biggest part is the picks. They get two picks, and then they get a swap. And these picks also, because of the Stephian rule, it frees up the Sixers pick in, I think it's 2030, one of those. Um, so now they have an actual credible offer with draft capital for the next guy who becomes available, who, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I feel like the only reason that we have been talking about Batum, Covington, and Martin is because the Sixers actually look good, and they look like they're playing a good brand of basketball, and they're fun to watch. And um, if they had started 0-3 or 1-2 with uninspiring games and only beat, you know, uh, Portland or whatever, like, it would be harder to even care so much about the expiring guys, but it feels like this is a team, even if we don't think that this version of a team can win a title, it seems like a very easy team to root for and think that they're better than, you know, you know, six of the playoff teams in the East. Like, you know, I, I certainly think that the three seed is there for them. Obviously Milwaukee doesn't look good yet, but I, I would imagine they figure it out. Um, and that's fun to root for. Like it's a different kind of thing. And honestly, part of that is better because you're not, 
so anxious about can they win the title? Can they win the title? But um, Embiid looks great already, which usually it takes him a good month to start looking good. Maxi, I mean, can't say enough about Maxi. Maxi is just like He's sitting ninety percent on catch and shoot threes so far this year. Classic. Um, he's great, and uh, somebody was talking about it. But Maxi's personality is so different than Harden, where Harden is kind of a bummer and seems like he'll get down on himself or get completely taken out of the game from an emotional standpoint. And feels like Maxi never will, even when he has a bad game. And I think next to Embiid, because Embiid is more that way, right? I think Embiid is more that way, too, like Harden, where if calls don't go his way or he's turning the ball over, like you can see him get taken out. And I think that it's hard to have two your two main guys be like that. So it's exciting to root for this team. The Covington angle is so much fun. I, I really love that. Even if he's just a souped-up George Niang who comes off the bench, shoots threes, and can actually – you know, get stocks and stuff like that. But um, it's yeah. it's very it's very cool. This is a very deep team. We used to basically have no depth on the Sixers, and now it feels like all of a sudden they have too many guys. Where it's like Springer, who we liked seeing, probably is going to have a hard time getting in the court. Dan House, I don't think so. Like you know, it's it's uh it's good stuff. It's very exciting, and I'm I'm happy it worked out this way. Yeah, I um. Well, I mean, you said we didn't used to be deep. Doc Rivers used to go 11 deep in the playoffs, so I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about. But... <laughs> what did what was Doc's quote about DeAndre Jordan? I I think that he started DeAndre when Joel was out in the playoffs, and, and he was getting backlash for that, and he said, I'm going to start DeAndre whether you like it or not. <laughs> Why are you uh, saying I that? do miss him. He is so funny. Um, God, all right, let me, let me pull up some – let's pause our conversation real quick. Just, I'm going to pull up some... Uh, oh, do we have an ad, ad break? Blue Chew? What do we got? Better help? Oh, shoot. Let me pull up some... Hang on. Give me a sec. I'm going to pull up some just random Sixers highlights. Um, uh, and we can run those while we talk about how great they've looked lately. Should we chat? Yeah, let's chat. I think the Sixers um, have been... A- the six has been fun, like way more fun than, yeah. than I'm used to. I think like it, it, a lot of it has, I think the biggest thing is that, and I think that, you know, Embiid and Maxi are playing well. I don't mean this to like take away from the meaningful good play we've seen at all, because I don't want to downplay that. They've looked good. Absolutely. But when we talk about why, like maybe they won't win, but they're more fun to me, it comes down to, just the movement on offense, like getting yeah. Harden and Ben before him, both walk the ball up the court, cross half court with 16 or 17 seconds on the shot clock, hold the ball for another few seconds. And then we got into our offense last minute. And with that, there's less passing. There's less off ball movement because everyone's just waiting for the ball to just make it into the front court. And Maxi gets the ball across, passes it, makes a cut, we get into the offense. The offense is no longer just, you know, go to Joel and hope for the best. He's still getting plenty of looks, but there's more to it. Um, And, you know, I think that Doc Rivers actually, like, in terms of, you know, plays out of timeouts and things like that, actually was, like, really good. But the, the regular offense was just give it to Joel and hope for the best, which, like, worked out well enough in the regular season because he's so good. But 
just wasn't like a fun product unless he was absolutely dominant. You know, there are games he would go for, you know, 59 points and, you know, that's awesome. And that's a lot of fun, but the games he's even just good, it's a painful style of play. And we don't have that anymore. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. yeah. Well, it feels like they're just playing such a different kind of basketball so far this year, and they're coached in a very specific way. And part of me after last year, the Embiid year, is, was wondering, like, how amenable will Joel be to doing that? Like, to even playing it a different way than catching it at the foul line, you know, because it was so fruitful for him. But it certainly seemed to be bought in. His defense and rebounding looked night and day from last year. His, like His rebounding is so good right now. Yeah, but honestly, even his defense, like, he's never the last few years been in the defensive player of the year conversation, and I haven't thought that's wrong. I thought it's right, because I think yeah. I thought that he was coasting so much through a lot of games, where he would turn it on for a big block at the end of the game or something like that to win it, but throughout the course of a game, you can really see him conserving his energy, and so far, it doesn't look like that. Obviously, all of this is small sample size. We see there Matisse Thiebel getting up a three that gets blocked by Tobias Harris in his 11 minutes for Portland. Um, so it's just been really exciting to see. Um, the role players are playing well. Kelly Oubre, who I'm attracted to, is having a really nice start to the season. Um, seems to be playing in the team concept. And Do you think he has a chance? Now, Nick Nurse said that he would be the starter immediately before the new guys are playing. Do you think that he has a chance to be that starter or who do you think it'll be for Ubre, i mean i think he does but he wouldn't be my choice just because i like him as kind of the bench chucker and the bench like you know i think even if his shots aren't going down he provides something else which is that athleticism that that you know desire to get downhill towards the basket and um you know i think that that has been really big to have off the bench and you know off the bench, it's, you know, kind of, you know, more acceptable to, you know, deal with his lower efficiency um, because you're not going to get as efficient scoring off the bench. Like you don't necessarily want him taking, um, taking, you know, shots away from an otherwise all-starter lineup, but you're perfectly fine with him getting his shots up and being more aggressive when he's with, you know, I know they're not running all bench lineups, but, you know, the lineups where it's like Maxi Harris bench, like, yeah, have Ubre go at mm-hmm. it then. Um, versus when it's, you know, Embiid and Maxi together on the court when you don't really want Oubre taking as many shots. I agree. I, I'd like to keep him in his current role. Like, he adds a lot to that. And then if games like Milwaukee happen, he's going to get a lot of minutes, you know, where he's just yeah. super hot and then he's in a closing lineup, you know. This this court is hideous. I don't get it. I don't really understand. There's too much red. Yeah, it's it's like hard to look at. Too much red. It's like a Tarantino movie. I don't like it. It's very, it's very. Um, should we talk about who you think the your your preferred target of the possible guys are with these with this draft demo? Yeah, real quick, let's talk about Halloween while I'm on this page. But then, yes. Yeah. All right. Great. So, so yeah, when is- I saw this, I thought it was 
AI. Like I thought this was like a, a joke they were making. But yeah, it turns out like, Indeed actually in hosted a Halloween party. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, there's no fucking way. He's not going anywhere. I mean, they look great. Uh, Furcon's not dressed up, but they look great. Furcon was dressed for the plane. Yeah, Furcon was like, get me the fuck out of here. Speaking of the plane, um, they have a six- I, we haven't talked yet about party not being let on the plane. I just want to throw out there that I think that's hilarious. Absolutely tremendous. I, I love the guy who had to tell him, and he's like, "Hey, um, you you're not allowed on the plane." <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But this is very fun. They yeah, they have a Sixers step and repeat. Nick Nurse was there, I think, with his wife. Um, or Halloween might have been for mistresses. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, and everybody's dressed up. Can you pick out? Can you pull this picture up and try to pick out who everybody is? Oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. I mean, we have Embiid. Can you see my mouse? I can. Yeah, we have Embiid, Furkan, Tobias, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Nurse. Uh, obviously, Maxie and Melton. Um, yeah. I don't know who this is. Who is that? Who I don't know. I can't tell by the hand. Yeah, I don't... Everything's I... throwing me a little off because I can't see their... Here is this um it might be house i i feel like this like yeah that's hard to that's know. house that's what i thought i don't who is this that's pat bev is it really he looks tall i guess he's i think it must be I, no because he's he's nurse's height in this so i feel like they're both probably about six six foot six one got it okay yeah fair yeah yeah, I don't know who's in the front, but I like it. I also, like, some people might not like this, but I actually really enjoy that they're, like, not coordinated at all, and, like, they're not some, like, team Halloween costume. They're just a bunch of individuals dressed as random stuff. I like that a lot. I agree. I think it's great that they let their personality shine, and I, I just think it's, I, they're saying that Indeed held this party, which is about as shocking of a, a thing I've ever heard. I, w- I was very surprised when I heard that as well. Like, yeah, that yeah. seems so unlike him. It's great. Though. I I, I kind of I love it. You know, he needs to he needs to be more. I think present in that way. It almost 100%. feels like he's 100%. he's been making more of an effort to do so. You know, less trolling of the fans on the internet and making more comments of appreciation. And I think even if he doesn't mean them, he's seen. Uh, the good response the Phillies have gotten from it. And I think that he's, um, I think he sees that as an easier path forward for him, which it absolutely is. And he always should have seen it that way. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think that something about the Harden thing and more being on his shoulders or the new coach or whatever, like, I feel like he might understand that now and understand like, his importance a little more and like take it a little more seriously, which can manifest in fun stuff like this, like, you know, endearing yourself to your teammates and, you know, it's great. It's all, it's all good stuff. I'm going to give you some guys and I'm going to ask you to rank them. Perfect. Um, I'll just have Zach Levine highlights running in the background while you do this. Perfect. Cause I'm assuming he'll be one of the guys. Here we go. This is you have to wait and find out. Game. 51 points, no assists. Love it. 
don't pass. Here's the guys. Here's the guys you have to rank as your preferences for the fiction. Zach Levine, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, um, Demar Derozan. Rank them. Uh, consider the prices and um, tell me your thoughts. So am I ranking them with, you know, what I think the package will be in mind, or just how much I want them, and then thinking about what the price. How is. much you want them? Oh, by the way, because we got ten minutes left here. All right. Well, we'll get on that. Um. All right. Rank them in order of how much you want them. All right. I'll say how much I want them. I want. I think player wise, I would most. I really like Pascal Siakam. I think it'd be fun to have the two Cameroonian guys in the league, but that's assuming that you're tr then trading Tobias for something, um, which I don't know if that would be the case. I don't want him if you can't turn Tobias, you know, into uh, you know a wing or a guard who not necessarily an All Star level player, but someone who can maybe start on the team. Uh, I don't want Buddy Hill. You know, I don't want to try the whole you know gigantic Sixers lineup we tried with the Horford years again. Um, with that said, the others, I would say Levine, then Ananobi, and then DeRozan. Um, I think that I wouldn't be shocked if Levine's value went down, um, just because I think, you know, as they continue to lose, which I think they will, they'll be particularly interested in, um, you know, maybe the opportunity to get off of, you know, that many years of that contract um, we can offer, you know, Tobias who's making enough and could expire. And then we have some picks to put on top of them. Um, but I think as the year goes on, that might sound more and more appealing to them. And you might be looking at fewer picks. That would be my hope. I think Ananobi is probably gettable and he matches into uh, Marcus Morris's salary nicely. Um, but I do think, it's so hard to predict what Masai is going to do because he seems to do random things. I wouldn't be upset to have Ananobi, yeah. but I think that I think Levine's offense would be really exciting with this team, and I think he would be passable on defense um, in a way that, like, I, I I think that you know while Ananobi is a really good all around player, um, has maybe become a little bit overrated, and I'll still take the ability to score fifty one points on good efficiency, uh, like Levine can do. Um, and then DeRozan at the bottom, yeah. I just, he's a good player, I would take him, but I think that he's just not as good as the others to me right now, and he's older, so, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I, Levine and Adnobi are very close for me. I would give Levine a bit of an edge. I, I'm wondering about, with him, is there some Devin Booker potential there, in terms of a big leap in what people perceive to be winning habits? Now, the big difference is that the teams that Devin Booker had been on before Chris Paul was there were so much worse than Levine teams with the Bulls, which have never been good. And Booker can pass. Um, Booker can pass a little bit. Um, but I think at the time, before Chris Paul, he was seen as like a jack. Like, he was seen as somebody who just got his point. I just think Levine as a three-level scorer is really great. And even if I'm not hopeful for the defense, the bet would be that the Sixers remaining role players and indeed would be able to insulate him enough from being a negative and that the offense, he's such a great off ball shooter. 
it would work, I think, excellently with his athleticism next to Maxi. I would just love that trio. And Anobi, I see upside there too, and just being like an excellent defensive player. And he just slots in that three spot like so perfectly. Um, Siakam, I worry a little bit about the offense with him and Embiid. Like, I don't, I just wonder about spacing a little bit. He's definitely like um, objectively the best player of these three because he's been an all NBA guy. He seems to always be in the all NBA discussion, even when he's not on it. So, and the Cameron thing is cool. And yeah, so honestly, I I would have to dive in a little more on him and obviously be very excited if we got him. But um, the Masai thing is weird. He seems destined to trade no one and also not sign anyone. So I don't, I don't really get the point there. Let's do since we only have a little bit of time, let's speed run our like fun things that we send to each other. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll just speed run them real quick. Um, I think um, we already talked about the marriage. Um, um, oh, I tweeted this out, like, obviously as a joke when the Sixers were down to the Bucks early in game one, <laughs> and someone was like, I'm going to have to unfollow you. And I was like, that's fine. Good choice. And he actually unfollowed me. Yeah. That was really funny. Um, that is very funny. Uh, we need to talk about this real quick. Um, Sean Hollinger says that Josh Giddy is a slob wizard, so um, take that for what you will. Steve, any it's great, and Giddy, Giddy responded, um, yeah. which is fun, and <laughs> I just I love it. Great innuendo. Uh-huh. Oh, a couple, couple. Aiden, Aiden Laporta. We Jen. have to we have to talk about Aiden, Aiden Laporta, who may or may not be real. Um, uh, Nick Adjustments Nurse is. Um, Everyone calls him that. Everybody calls him that. We should start calling him that. Most times, people don't even call him Nick. They call him Adjustments. Yeah, it's like it's like how Doc is not Glenn. Exactly. Okay. What you want to? I think he was. I think Harden was traded the next day here. Correct. This was October thirtieth, uh, and his bullet points are Nick Nurse winning Coach of the Year, Embiid winning MVP, DPOY back to back scoring titles, Maxi All Star, Kelly Oubre Six Man, Harden coming back, <laughs> Tobias is balling, Tucker is still a dog, like D A W G. What? And then this sure. random guy dancing, of course. Uh, right. Odd, odd stuff there. Um, this is great. The Bucks just announced an all-time convoluted promotion. If the Bucks score 95 points before the end of the third quarter, you can go to Quick Trip and use your Quick Trip rewards to buy an 18, 24, or 30-pack of Michelob Ultra, and you will receive 30 cents off each gallon of gas. Oh, my God. <laughs> What the fuck? Confusing. I'm not even sure it's a deal. I can't even get through. I can't even get through the terms and conditions. It's like the fine print. I don't understand what the promotion is. Oh, this is just sad. Part of the Harden deal, and uh, both teams thought that was a bad idea. So he will never be traded. Um, Listen, I don't know who Sean Wright is, but you can. This is a dickish way to phrase that. We have uh, both teams were like, I don't, I don't want to do it. Yes, uh, this is funny. Arjun Westbrook back together at the lowest time in their careers. <laughs> like two people who made a pact to get married if they were still single at forty. 
uh, hilarious tweet by and I think, Zito. Oh yes, and then I think we should uh, we should wrap it up with um, the only person who was sad about the trade, which is we really traded the Jokic and Giannis stopper PJ. I'm not sure when yes. PJ has done this, but kudos to him for every time PJ plays Giannis. Giannis is stopped in his tracks. He cannot do anything. It's like we have to get him on the show. I we have I, I I need him on. You can't get him on the show. He isn't a real person. No, it he's would actually, be such he's a pro- honestly, I feel bad because he's probably a, a child. It, it's like when Sixers Adam finally revealed his face and the internet was ablaze. I need to see this kid's face. No, Do you no, think, what if it's somebody face. we know? What if it's somebody, what if it's somebody walking among us? We've less than a minute. Yeah, I just, I'm just not sure it's a real person. I would love to find out. I think what we, if need it's, some, what, we, we need some investigation. What if it's Drew Corrigan? Remember Drew Corrigan? What yeah, if this I, is him? He's probably still around. All right. Good to see you, buddy. All right. Love you, pal. Love you. Bye.